for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, it's going well. We're doing really well. So, I'm sorry, we were ran a little bit long there. They were asking for the band to play a song, and I'll play the song they did. So we got to do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're two minutes behind. I'd say for doing a 24-hour thing, you're you're killing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also really helped that I had four people or no technically three people cancel and two people couldn't get the streams to work so like five people technically i guess technically canceled so it, it was one of those things where i ha- ended up having a little bit more free time than i thought fair enough so right on but uh excited to have you here um sweet clarity that i'm assuming that's the band name that's not your name but that's not my name no <laughs> um I mean, it'd be a cool name. It cool would be, be, be enigmatic. Yeah. Uh, so kind of t- for everybody that's meeting you here, because we got a lot of new faces on the podcast that are hanging out with us, kind of take a minute to introduce yourself uh, and uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, totally. So uh, my name is Anthony. I'm the guitar player for the band called Sweet Clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're based in Seattle, Washington. Uh, there's also a drummer. My brother, his name is Aaron. Mm-hmm. And we have a female lead singer. Her name is Mackenzie. And we have a bass player, and his name is Kobe. And they might be dropping in uh, okay. a little bit later. We will see. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But uh, so the, the band's like hard rock, heavy metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. There's the drummer. Oh. Hey. <laughs> when you said dropping in, I was expecting uh, like another window to pop up over on the side here. So. Yeah, that might happen also later. But as the brother... Uh, we live together. We do. That's fair. I don't know how yeah, I man. feel about that Yankees hat, though. Ooh. Hey, man. Pops is from New York, so got to represent oh, it. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> it's one of those things where I, you know, I I grew up in Chicago, so that, there's that. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. It makes sense then. Yeah. But, no, that's cool. Um, so you guys are based out of Seattle. How long's the band been – how long's the band uh, Sweet Clarity been together? That's, I always, it's kind of always a loaded question because, um, like technically the band's been going for three, four years in its current lineup. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, again, like being brothers, we've been playing together under the same band name for coming up on like 10 years now. Okay. Uh, you you say since birth, but you know, yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty close to it. Um, Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's what happens when you grow up playing music together. You just, you know, you have bands and you have, you know, members rotating in and out and it's especially fickle, like during uh, high school and junior high years mm-hmm. when everybody's trying to figure out what they're doing. So you just, you know, you cycle through members like crazy. Oh yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. And are you, um, I know you said that your dad was from New York. Are you guys originally from Seattle or did you move there from somewhere else? Uh, yeah, we're, I was born in Seattle. 
Okay. Um, he was born in Tacoma, close Tacoma. To so basically the same thing for anybody okay. who lives around here. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, our our folks, our, our dad especially, he was uh, one of those military children. So he moved all over the country. Gotcha. Uh, I think he was actually born in Indiana. Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's, it's one of those things. But yeah, we've been here uh, our, our whole lives, never left the Pacific Northwest. Nice. I almost moved to the Pacific Northwest in 2017. I I was uh gonna mo- I was actually gonna move to Seattle. I had a job that I thought I was gonna get lined up with, and then it didn't end up panning out, and I ended up moving to Florida. Ah, it's a bit of a different direction there. Yeah, well, I was living in New Mexico at the time, so it was just kind of like I it could go either way, regardless. So, okay. sure. I mean, for a lot of people that move to like Seattle, mm-hmm. they're not ready for the perpetual rain. And yeah. just gray. It's gray here like 10 months out of the year. That's so, right. As long, yeah. what, what are the winters like? I'm assuming winters are pretty cold. Uh, they're actually not that or, bad. No? Like, we only get, what, two days of snow maybe? Yeah, it's it's everything remains like... Just flat. Yeah, like the weather mm-hmm. here just stays within these little bounds. It doesn't get crazy warm in the summer, but it doesn't get mm. crazy cold in the winter it just kind of like sits right here which you I, know i could get used to that like if if it if i had to deal with like not getting crazy hot and not getting crazy cold but the trade-off was it just it's gray and gloomy all the time i think i could handle that i say that and it not, works yeah yeah so. uh, the the biggest thing is when like we go on tour or travel mm-hmm. of any kind as soon as you cross those mountains like if it's you know June or July, it's it's warm and we just straight up die. Like, <laughs> I I completely understand. You get down into like the southwest, like the southwest state. It's in the high desert, and you get out into that heat, and it's yeah, it's brutal. It's over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So for let, let's talk about uh sweet clarity a little bit. You guys, or you'd mentioned that it been together essentially three four years as a band is that kind of fair or yeah we've had our uh, we had our current singer since i want to say 2016 Mm -hmm. or 17 something like that uh and that's kind of what we consider like the the beginning of the band because we've done three albums with her and you know there's a fourth one coming and and whatnot but that's that's kind of when we consider that like day one uh, well, you just kind of brought up what I was inching my way towards uh, was any like upcoming releases. Um, so you've got the you got a fourth album coming. Uh, is there is that something you're looking at this year or next year? Uh, definitely next year. I mean, we just finished writing it. We haven't even begun recording it, you know, and that's that's always a hefty process. Yeah. Uh, so definitely probably the latter half of 2023 probably okay so it's still a little bit of ways off then oh yeah yeah Yeah. i got you you know it's always interesting because sometimes sometimes bands will say oh yeah we just finished writing an album we're gonna try and have it out by end of january it's like you're a five piece and you're gonna have it down by the end of january you haven't even began recording and then they go in and just bang then they just bang out the recording process all one takes and it's like all right. 
we, I mean, we got it. you got it like that so yeah you can do that the problem with our stuff is uh it's like it's pretty heavily layered with like orchestras and choirs and all these crazy things that you know take weeks to write mm-hmm. you know and yeah the music's also layered with like it's so in-depth in like the writing parts so like it will take me the drummer a couple months to figure out my parts that i program into the music because there's all kinds of polyrhythms and metric modulations and stuff i have to figure out like i, I can think about it and know what it is but it's another thing to put it into the body you know and get it memorized so it takes a couple of months to really learn the material so you can track it really clean yeah for sure i i completely understand and uh you know it's it, it's always interesting like just like listening to how bands approach the recording process and like the preparation that goes into it it's always kind of interesting to see and especially with like a band like this where there's a lot of intricacies that kind of go into the recording process um yeah that that that's a little bit above my pay grade i'm gonna just say that <laughs> um so uh, let's talk about the uh history of uh of um sweet care sweet clarity sorry 23 and a half hours my brain's starting to turn to mush so uh sweet clarity what was the uh original like idea for the band when you came when you first like started to come together uh that's a great question idea as in like what kind of music we wanted to play what we wanted to do or yeah yeah let's just go in that route I, i i don't remember uh i mean i guess we grew up listening to metallica disturbed all that kind of stuff so it's like uh, you know, as we grew, we started with like that kind of music, like the just kind of rock, you know, Pearl Jam type stuff, easy to play. And then as we grew up and matured, it like went to, um, you know, we started going our own separate ways. He kind of went to like a power metal type phase, also like Prague, like Dream Theater. I kind of went to jazz. So like the more complicated side of music. Right. Yeah. And then we like kind of mesh it back together. It's like a combination of all kinds of styles. So I, I think that's, what's really cool about our music. And it's really interesting too, like, uh, to go back and, and listen to the songs that we wrote back in 2017, 2018 on the first record. And then, you know, the, the subsequent second and third one, you can kind of see where the musical influences begin to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the first album we did was just straight up bare bones, hard rock. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just unapologetically hard rock. And then it started to kind of change and it got a little more, technical progressive but also like still kind of jam oriented and then it changed a little bit later and we started incorporating the orchestras and the choirs and the you know synthesizers and Mm. and you know madness and stuff so um yeah it's it's been an ever evolving uh process kind of as we've continued to write and perform and tour and just exist together yeah gotcha gotcha uh, we're going to take a quick pause because I want to do a hard plug here as we are approaching the final half hour or not approaching. We are in the final half hour of our 24 hour podcast marathon. It has been a long, long day, but it is the live at five livecast marathon uh, benefiting the pancreatic cancer action network. Uh, if anybody that is listening hasn't donated already and would like to, if 
you see that QR code up in the corner, yep, thanks for the assist. Uh, feel free to give that a scan, and uh, that'll take you directly to the uh, donation landing page. And if you happen to be on your cell phone, if you go down to the About Us section, there is a, a donate link right there as well. Um, you know, just the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is very important to me and my family as my mother passed away in July to pancreatic cancer and PanCan was a pivotal asset to us kind of going through the whole process of her being diagnosed, trying to find treatments and then essentially passing away. So uh, we just want to continue to give back to the organization. Okay. Heart plug over. Cool. Um, so you guys are in the process of writing for this fourth album. Is it fourth album as a band or fourth album as this lineup? Or it, is it one or the other? It's both. It's both. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we, uh, we picked up a bass player over uh, quarantine. Uh, and so this would be his first album with us. But okay. the other three... You know him and I and the female singer that would be our fourth together okay. so yeah it's both okay that's fair that makes sense then I was sitting there I was like how could it be both and then <laughs> if you're if you're just adding pieces then yeah then it is both okay that makes a lot more sense so um as you're kind of going through this process are when you sit down to like write do you usually sit down writing towards an album or are you just kind of always constantly writing and it's like oh, hey, we've got enough to make an album, or hey, we should make an album. Where's that kind of fall for you? That was actually incredibly accurate. Uh, it was kind <laughs> of funny. So like when we, fin especially me personally, when we finished our last album a couple of years ago, I was like, dude, yeah. I'm never going to be able to write again. All my <laughs> ideas are gone. Like I'm, I'm tapped. And then we sat down and we were like, okay, we're going to write one single. Mm. And so we sat down and we wrote a song. Okay. And then we sat down and we wrote another one. And then we accidentally wrote another one. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, we should probably do an album now. We've got like six already. That's, funny. That's great. <laughs> That's I just kind of that. how it happened. That's awesome. You know, it's just kind of that snowball effect. And it's like, oh, crap. We've got a full album right here. We just wanted a single. That's all we wanted. So. That's how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah. So is there any from like the first album to the the current project that you're working on? Did you go through any like um, uh, transformation as far as like your sound or has it been pretty consistent throughout the process? Oh, man, there, I feel like there's a massive transformation in our sound. It just, I think it just comes from maturity because the first mm -hmm. album we recorded, I think I was 17 or something like that. So, yeah. I mean you know as you grow up your influences change you understand how to correctly write parts how to create tension how to do all these you know minute things that make songs just that much you know more like that much better or like mm -hmm. or suited towards like an audience or something or whatever you're kind of going for so it's like like we kind of said the earlier albums are very jam oriented because that's how we wrote it we wrote it jamming and then these these uh the last album we put out duality um we sat down and we wanted to make it very intricate with all kinds of details and stuff. Cause that's just kind of the phase we are at. So we programmed everything. So we, I programmed all the drum parts in our DAW 
you know, all the orchestra, all like the FX and stuff like that. We programmed it all so we could hear it and really like listen to it rather than when you're jamming, you can't really hear your product. Like you need to put it down. So Mm. we did all that. And then we went back and re-recorded everything with real instruments, obviously. Mm. So it's like the sound kind of changed from more like a jam type sound to like everything's thought out, you know, everything takes time and it has its space. So yeah, just kind of matured a lot, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so when you guys are recording, are you recording your own stuff or are you going into a studio and paying somebody to do that? Uh, it's it's kind of a mix. So we record uh, vocals, guitars, and bass here because he's mm-hmm. a studio uh, producer pretty much. Yeah. Um, but then I go into a studio and record because I, I need the live room. I need the big live room to get the ambient reverb and stuff and all that. Yeah. But he'll still record my session there. He'll take a laptop and and, and run the session, which is good. And then um, he'll he'll kind of um, do everything. He'll you know program the orchestra, get everything down, and then once we get everything exactly how we want it, we just send it off to get mixed and mastered. Okay. So so we don't have to touch that part because we've tried it before and we're very picky. So it's good to get our hands off of it and give it yeah. to someone better. You know. Yeah, I, I've heard that from plenty of bands that they have the ability to record and mix and master all their own. Like they just have the ability to do it, but they tend to send off the mix and master because the, whoever's kind of handling the, the post-production you, if you will, tends to favor their own instrument a little bit more. Like if you need to, uh, like if you're a drummer and it's like, Oh, Hey, the drums aren't loud enough. Let's make them very predominant in the mix and yeah so it's just kind of giving a third party that has nothing to gain or lose from the mix other than being paid or not you know yeah right and not to mention the fact that you know we hand it off to somebody who's just leagues and miles better at mixing than any of us could ever even you know like hope to be you know so it just it basically it just puts that professional you know, touch and just mm-hmm. makes everything just that much better. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, so you're, you're kind of in the middle of the, the uh, record or the production album product. We'll just call it the album production because you know, that, that seems to be a fair assessment. Um, what are you guys actively playing live shows? Or are you just a hundred percent focused on getting into the studio, recording this album or where are you guys kind of at there? Yeah, uh, it's actually, so it's funny. Um, we actually just last week got back from a tour that we oh, were nice. on. Nice. Uh, it wasn't, you know, nothing crazy or anything. It was, you know, just like a week and a half uh, kind of down the West Coast run. You know, we went uh, from Seattle and we made it down through Vegas and then mm-hmm. kind of back up in a little loop like that. Um, so, that's yeah, a fun, definitely. That's a fun little loop. It was a good time. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, it was kind of not not necessarily emotional was the word, but maybe like super meaningful mm-hmm. uh, because we had the tour booked originally in August of 2020. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and so you know here we are two and a half years later, uh, we're finally you know able to actually get on the road. But it was one of those things where you know I had to literally book the tour twice, which kind of sucked. So it felt good to finally you know, get out there and, and do it. But basically the whole time we were on the road, like as we were driving, we were, we were 
chatting and talking about the new album and we were listening through the demos that we had and so it's it's always one of those you know either side of the you know either the writing the album thing or the the playing live and touring thing both of them never stop you're you know doing them in tandem quite a bit yeah when you're when you're uh so you had the demo like doing that tour you had the demos for this fourth album yeah okay is that like a common practice as far as um, having demos at for the album and kind of listening to them? Is, is that something that you do regularly or is that just something you tried differently for this fourth album? Uh, it's we did it sparingly mm. uh, for the, the third one that we did a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but this 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 time around, we went and basically did everything in a demo state. We we okay. did all the guitars, all the bass, all the drums, all the the keyboards, the vocals. We did everything and laid it all down as if, you know, it was a real song, exported it out and then we went away for like 2 weeks. And then we oh, wow. came back and then we we listened to it as if like it was, you know, just a song. Mm-hmm. So you can then like come back to it objectively and everything's finished so you're not judging like you know oh this guitar sound sucks or like that was played you know horribly none of that matters you can listen to it as a song and you can play it through and go wow this chorus is really bad we should change that (laughs) yeah i think it's just important to like get away from it for like a month or or two you know like you you dig so much time into this piece of work that like you just kind of need to get away from it and almost like forget what kind of like feeling you're going for or what, you know, crazy modulations you have in it. Like you kind of need to forget it mm-hmm. and then come back on fresh ears and, and listen to it. And if it's still good, then, then, you know, you're solid. It's yeah. the same thing. Like what writers will do when they write their books or something like they'll write their stuff. And then when it's like put out on audiobook or something, they'll listen to it. And then they're, they're thinking like, you know, did I nail that foreshadowing? Like, does this part make you cry like it should? It's exactly the same with the music thing. You listen through and go, does this song make you sad like it's supposed to? Mm. And like, you know, is this as catchy as it's meant to be? Like, am I going to remember this in two weeks kind of thing? And that that was extremely helpful in writing a lot of these these new parts. Yeah, for sure. When you're when you're in the process of like actually writing, where where do you draw like some of these songs from as far as like inspiration are you pulling from life experience are you just like oh hey that's funny red camaro blue bikini or i don't know something that would be really funny we should do that but (laughs) no um so actually uh this is kind of where it gets deep but um the last two albums that we've put out are uh the beginnings of like a concept record that we're doing uh so the first album we did in 2019 it was called the enigma that was like concept album number one and it was like this first part of this story that we built and then the next album that we put out called duality which is the most recent one that exists that was like part two of the story so this next album now is becoming like part three so each one of these has like basically overall themes and motifs and Mm -hmm. and general storylines and emotions and things like that that we're going for uh, so that's that's kind of where we pull it from is we we kind of nerd out and write this, you know, epic story yeah. and then we break it down into the, you know, the story beats and we say, OK, this song, you know, the the main character is battling some, you know, inner 
uh, Inter- yeah. you know, issues. Yeah. So this, you know, so the song is something about that. Whereas, you know, the song near the end, he's like in an epic battle with, you know, swords and magic and dragons and, you know, just whatever. And so you're yeah. like, okay, this song needs to be mad and epic and intense and lots of big strings. Nice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what's up. So you're kind of building out a musical anthology basically yeah uh and it's yeah uh and we're trying to do it in in a way that if you don't know that they're concept albums it -hmm. doesn't matter like every song is still like a standalone song it still tells its own you know complete story on its own okay but it's, it's one of those things where if you know what's happening there's like another like level of of stuff that you can dig into yeah mm-hmm. gotcha that's uh that's really cool and that there's got to be a lot of thought process that just goes into the whole arrangement like not even just musically but just like the story and the premise of each song <laughs> building off of one another but yet still being able to stand alone yeah um for the first cup you know album or two that we wrote doing that it was kind of hard but personally at least for me i found that in this last album that we did the one called duality we released last year uh we knew going into it every song you know needs to feel this way like song number Mm. six is a is a very sad song and so it was really easy to go into like okay we're gonna sit down and write this song and it's very sad you know whereas like the finale song, like we knew like, oh, okay. You know, one of the main characters doesn't make it out, you know, alive. This needs to be like grand and epic, but also, you know, kind of morose and, and things like that. So, so that was super helpful. You go into each one and kind of know like what it's about and kind of what you're going for. Um, and it kind of gives you a little like path to follow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. It kind of staying in the same vein of like writing music at what point did you kind of at like it could be individually or you could talk uh together as uh as a band when let's sorry let's talk about individually when at what point did you kind of start writing your own music Uh, as just like individual musicians like away from uh the band uh sweet clarity what was kind of the thought process going into write or like when did you start writing your own music Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, the first stuff we ever wrote was together. Okay. Um, and like we did him and I wrote a whole sweet clarity album that we released back in like 2015 Mm -hmm. and it's just not us anymore. And so it's since been deleted from everywhere you could possibly find it. Uh, I, it was really only the last, at least for me, the last couple of years that I started writing things for myself or for other mm-hmm. bands that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what your thing was. Yeah, uh, I would say I've only written music for us. So I, I've never actually written music with or for anyone else. I've played on all kinds of like jazz gigs and Latin mm-hmm. gigs and all that stuff, like all all over the place but when i write music i don't know there's something about um how we write together that is just perfect so like i've tried to write with other people and stuff you know on solo projects and it it just doesn't work correctly so like 
you know, we can look at each other and, and understand what we're trying to go for. I'll put a drum beat down, tell him what I want. And he'll kind of like do, you know, put his magic on it in that sort of yeah. way. So like, I don't know. It's kind of like, I always, we, we always just kind of write with each other. Just kind of, that's how it, we've grown up, you know? I mean, that's the thing. Like it, it can sound insane that, you know, we're like, we've never written anything, but you know, stuff for this band, but you also have to remember like we're related and like the band has been our child for like 10 years. You know, yeah. we've, we've had this thing going forever. So yeah. technically whenever we write things for ourselves, it has yeah. been for the band because they're, they're basically like one and the same almost. Right. Yeah. I think I started when I was like eight years old. He was like 11. Mm. So, I mean, it's just been like, you know, constant upgrades. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, being related and just having this one common thing being just music in general, we won't even go into the fact of uh, Sweet Clarity as a band, but just having music together and being able to <clears throat> kind of work together and and do it successfully and continue to do it successfully and that that's really cool and like the putting aside the fact that uh you know i don't know where i'm going with this but yeah it's really cool that you uh um that you found like a working order to work as a band or work as a, a you know, a family and because you are a family, obviously, but no, that's really cool. So, yeah, it's, um, it took a minute. Uh, you know, everybody has their, their battles and their wars. And I, I still don't like this kid, but yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's pretty good at the drums and I need that. So I just put up with it. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry. The, 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 the 23 hours and 50 minutes is starting to get to be a little bit, but that's, oh, okay. you're good, man. I respect you for going this long. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of, um, getting ready to wrap this up a little bit outside of music, just kind of putting everything aside. What do you do to kind of escape? What are some of the hobbies outside of music when you need to decompress? Uh, working out's a big one. I'm a very aggressive person. I grew up playing sports. So like I need some sort of way to physically, you know, release other than like practicing drums three hours a day. That's like my thing. I enjoy really grinding at something I'm very passionate about, yeah. but like away from music. Yeah. Working out and I play golf cause it's maddening and relaxing if that makes sense. So like, yeah, that's kind of I, I get that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, um, I do quite a bit of uh, different things. Uh, I run a studio here in in uh, Seattle. Uh, we do like we specialize in like metal, rock and metal, and stuff like that. So I spend a lot of my time uh, either tracking and mixing other bands, or you know, kind of working on our own stuff and doing things like that. Uh, so I mean, it's still music related, um, but other than that, I'm actually I'm a mechanical engineer. Oh, wow. uh, so I spend uh, a lot of my time, you know, well, I mean, that's my day job. So I do that. Uh, but actually it's, it's kind of funny. Like right after this, this podcast, I'm taking off. I got to go uh, into the city, into Seattle. Cause I'm taking like this big nine hour, nine hour engineering exam tomorrow morning. Uh, it's the, the oh, PE, okay. the professional engineers exam. And uh, yeah, so that's a thing that's, 
yeah, that's, I don't know if I necessarily enjoy doing that, but it's a thing that happens on my free time. I mean, you're a reader. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, other than music, you like reading that too. I'm a giant nerd. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I don't think reading makes you a giant nerd, but you know, I, if you're reading like Harry Potter books front to cover front to back, maybe, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's basically, there's like, one of my favorite series is this like 15 book long series called the wheel of time. And I've read it like three times front to back. So, you know, make make of that what you will. Yeah. I, 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 I can't say one way or the other. Like I, I, I got plenty of interest that people would call me a nerd. So it's fine. (laughs) Love it. But, um, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer knowing that you got to drive into the city for your uh, exam tomorrow. Um, what's kind of the, uh, obviously recording and all that stuff, but what you got anything big outside of the uh, upcoming album in 2023, any big shows coming up? Uh, we are, I can't quite denounce or I can't announce the dates yet, but we're, we're in the middle of booking another tour for the earlier part of 2023. It's going to be a two month tour that kind of, uh, pops up into Canada and goes, you know, out further towards the East Coast, not all the way to the East Coast, but much for, you know, further inland. And for us, we're like on the tip of the West Coast. You couldn't go farther West without going to Hawaii. Yeah. So like for us, that's quite a long ways. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. I, I'm excited to see or listen to the uh, new album. I'm excited to see the upcoming uh, that upcoming tour. I'm assuming going that far east you're not going to come down south to waco texas where i'm at but uh we were talking about that i don't know it might happen a little later in 2023 but god man booking booking is my least favorite thing to do and so i will just do like one tour at a time and then plan the next one so it could happen but it'll be it'll be a bit down the road i feel that i completely understand um, so if anybody wants to check out, uh, all your music that you have out currently, any upcoming music, any shows, where's the best place to find you? Uh, we got our website, sweetclarity.net spelled like, like this, the S U I T E, not the sweet, like candy sweet, the hotel yes. suite, uh, Facebook, Instagram, both at sweet clarity. Uh, our YouTube is kind of where we've been, where we were popping off a little while ago uh that's we do we we do covers and and other extracurricular things on that youtube it's just youtube.com slash sweet clarity all the branding's exactly the same um yeah man that's that's pretty much it awesome i one quick question from within will uh have you ever considered doing a sweet caroline remix called sweet clarity Dude. <laughs> the amount of times we get like kind of joked about with yeah. that is actually comedy so okay. there's at least like one person every every day like on tour or something that we meet and we tell them their name and they just instantly go sweet clarity i should have seen that one but you know it's a uh, sometimes the low-hanging fruit is still the funny fruit so Agreed. oh it's great yeah can't yeah. go wrong for sure for sure but once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Um, let me know uh, if you ever want to jump back on once you get the uh, fourth uh, fourth album ready and I've had some sleep. That would be nice. 
So. Definitely. Yeah, sounds oh. good, man. Again, respect for doing the 24 hours. You made it. That, that's awesome. Yep. I'm going to close it out here and uh, do my final sales pitch for everybody here. But thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, and uh, we will enjoy it. Have fun in Seattle tomorrow. That's, I guess, all I can say. <laughs> Cheers. Awesome. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Let me do this. Boom. All right, y'all. Well, that is the end of the 24-hour podcast marathon. We hit the finish line, y'all. I am dead tired, but I want to take this opportunity to thank everybody that's been hanging out with us, been, you know, in the trenches, you know, doing the things. It's been a long day. It's been a great day. Uh, I really appreciate everyone. If you haven't donated and would like to, please do so. I'm going to ready a raid here. I think we're going to uh, we're going to do a raid here because it's been a minute since I've been able to do a raid. So if you want to jump on the raid train, really appreciate it. Other than that, y'all have a good night. The uh, donation link is in the upper right hand corner there. Uh, grab the QR code. And uh, we will see you all later. Thank you for everyone that's followed us. We really appreciate it.